You're here now. I got you. But God's good. I'm just really, I'm, I'm super excited about what God's about to do. But um, it's interesting. Joe's not here. That's good. You know, Joe had a picture in the back. When doesn't Joe have a picture? But he had a picture of a tank <laughs> moving over things. And I had the same picture. It just became graphic to me in here. And it was running over anything that got in the way. And, it, and he saw driving a vehicle that had tires and it turned into the tracks. And I just saw immediately the tracks. Because God wants to give us traction. And he wants us to be those that overcome. And I had this other thought tonight. That, you know, anything that gets in the way of what God's about to do, it's not in the way. <laughs> it's not in the way because God's way bigger. He's way more vast. He's way more powerful. He's greater than anything we have ever thought he was, you know. And uh, I also had this thought. I had a patriotic thought, meaning the sports team, the Patriots. <laughs> I heard this phrase in my head, next man up, because that's the philosophy that they kind of go by, except for, of course, Mr. Number 12, Tom Terrific, but, right, yeah, I know, he doesn't live in Philadelphia, but anyway, he's moving out of Boston, I know that, my point is this, God's calling us to be a church that always the, can be the next man up. Or woman, come on. What do I mean by that? That means that they're so versatile in their play that they can put even offensive players in defensive positions. <laughs> that they can put defensive players in offensive positions to what? To accomplish what God, I know, it's to win championships. But we want to win. That's what we're called to do is win. That's what the end of the book says, I'm going to win. And God is calling the church to take the ball and run. Is he not? Yeah, and I'm telling you, in these days, he's looking for us to step into this place where we are next man up. God forbid I go down, who's the next man up? See, this is the way, honestly, we need to think. So that Dean, <laughs> I was going to say something, I won't say it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, I'd say yes. I understand. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because the idea is that we train up the whole body to be able to do what they're called to do. Maybe not everyone has the same gifting that I would have, but some will be able to step into the place, right, and do what I do. If I had to go travel or do something else or, or go plant another work somewhere else on a Sunday night, come on, somebody, right? If something had to happen and we were doing meetings all over the place, what happened if revival hit someplace and we just had to, I got to go? <laughs> come on. Then we got other people that are going to step into place, right? And the Holy Spirit's going to do what he's been always designed to do. That's work inside you because he's always near. And that's what I want to kind of talk about tonight is that he's always near to us, right? It says this in Exodus. It says that Exodus 20, 21, it says this. So the people stood afar off, but Moses drew near into the thick darkness where God was. <laughs> 
come on, the thick darkness where God was. God was in the darkness? Wait a second. It was the cloud of glory. And here's the sad thing. I know it's Old Testament. We just, I just want to look at this for a minute. Because the Lord is calling the entire body to step up into play. Right? Whether you're an intercessor, which, come on, intercession is like one of the most important components. As a matter of fact, can I just say this? Those who intercede in this place, and I know who you are, just listen to me. Just please intercede for the... We're, we're going to meld with, with, with some other uh, musicians. Come on, spit it out, Miles. We're going to meld with another you know, group of musicians, and there's going to be some things happening. And so just pray. Pray for Charlie. Pray for myself. Pray there'll be other people that are going to be you know, posting up and, and sharing some things. So... I just want you to pray and intercede for that because we want right protection over our voices. Hello. I'm telling you. And so there's some things that the Lord, God calls us to pray. All of us, everyone in this room to pray. So if you just pray, and please don't, because I just said, please don't forget. Pray for a person that you're going to invite that needs to be there, that might have a breakthrough. Even if they just come for one of the nights, just pray. And I believe that God wants to do something regionally that's going to set the captive free, that's going to set the region free. And I believe that we're going to see signs, wonders, and miracles. It's going to be, listen, we've got two. I know that I know that I know that something powerful is going to break out on the 29th. Do not, don't. It, maybe it'll go from 10 to, who knows? I don't know what's going to happen. Who knows what's going to happen? Can we believe for the greater? When Come on, because I feel like, Charlie's just going to prime the pump. Come on. We, and I'm not going to, I'm not raising one person above the other. But what I am saying is this. Is even, even here, there's an anointing to do things that, that they're not even going to be able to bring in, right? Do you understand that? that? That there's something that they have to add and to release. But I'm telling you, it's signs, wonders, and raising the dead. I know that. And there's a prophetic anointing about to be released. So I'm saying, what am I saying? I'm reading this because there's something about staying afar off. Don't stay. This is, now is not a season to stay far off. Don't be like the children of Israel who back out, who back off, who said, no, you go talk to God. No, you talk to God. You have, you have audience with the king. And the spirit of God wants us to have direct audience with the king. Right? You're called as an Esther company. To have complete unity. And, I, and, I, and there's something about the love of God that's going to hit this place. I'm telling you. We, I'm, I'm telling you. I heard, I heard a cadence out of heaven last night that was directing me towards the deep, deep heart, the love of the Father. And it was audible and it came straight from heaven. And I know it was. It was like the Celtic heart of God being released so that when I heard, I heard bag, bagpipes in the spirit. I'm telling you, it was like tangible. My eyes were open. It wasn't like, oh, maybe I'm hearing something. No, I heard, you know, I mean, I just heard it. And it was, I thought someone was playing it on the keys. And I was like, God, what is happening right now? And the Lord didn't give it to me until I got into worship. And he said, I'm giving you the cadence that comes from heaven. It's the love of the Father, the love, the Celtic heart, the love of God. 
that never, never, that releases miracles, that releases the, the signs wonder, that releases the, the, the thing that's going to draw people into the kingdom because the love of God is going to be poured out on a people that's just, it's never going to be, you can't even imagine what it looks like on you. And so that we don't contend with one another, but there's going to be a joining together of what God does. I'm telling you, it was like, it was like three minutes long. I thought someone switched something on the keys or something or on the computer. It was just crazy. And I hit the, I hit the deck. I was like, oh, my goodness. I, might, I better just dive because I might be get hit by angels or living creatures or something. Because it was so, so tangible. And so I, stand quick. We'll release it quick. I get something fresh, we'll just get it. Go, we'll just get it. It's good to get up. It wakes you up. Right? So just raise, up, raise your hands up to heaven, really. Do I get pads back there? How, how am I doing? Can I get pads? <laughs> kind of on the up loud side. Yeah. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father. We just received from you the, ca the cadence, the ancient pathways that bring us right to the love of the Father. We thank you for ancient pathways ooh, that pull us into the love of the Father. And we thank you, God. I just, Lord, everyone just receive it right now. Re receive it right now. And if you can feel, <laughs> I just had this picture of when I was, in, I was in Rhode Island ministering one night, and I could feel the angels just, I could feel the presence of God, the wind of heaven pushing my hands. And so, Lord, I just ask that you release that wind right now in these moments, Father. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for who you are, for what you're doing. You're amazing, Jesus. We thank you for the supernatural. We can't live without it. Jesus, we thank you for your word. But we thank you for the supernatural because the word is supernatural over our lives. And so I release that now. Lord, we receive your love. We receive the ancient paths that bring us straight to your heart. Bring us straight to your heart. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Take it, take it, take it. So good. So Lord, I thank you that you're calling us into your counsel. I thank you that you're calling us into the place where your counsel comes. So release it now. got a couple yeah you can take it you can sit down you can stand up you can do whatever you want here tonight i don't really care <laughs> oh jesus listen there's there's just something that I, I felt like the lord he says we i don't know this echoes in the chamber of my heart tonight we love him because he first loved us and so our desire to accomplish has to go.
hear what I'm saying. Our desire to accomplish something must go. He, we love him because he first loved us. And the love of the Father is just trying to get into us in such a way that we understand and know that it's his counsel to us that he first loved us. Now, really, we need, Lord, I ask that the spirit of wisdom and revelation would come upon us to receive that. That would help us to understand the depths, the width, the length of your love, the experiential love that you want to pour out on us, Father. And I thank you for your power and your goodness, Father, that your kindness always leads us to repentance, that your kindness, that your love for us had led us straight to you. And that's the truth. He came with this to Jeremiah. He said, but if they had stood in my counsel and they had caused my people to hear my words, they would have turned from their evil ways and from their evil doings. And then he said, I am God near at hand. I am God near at hand and not a God afar off. There's something powerful if we could just grasp, if we could just understand. That's why the Lord with the bagpipes, with the, the ancient paths, he's trying to bring us back to these paths that always led us to the love of the Father. Because the love of the Father brings us to this place where we speak exactly what he said because the heart of what he has for people around us. You know, he called the people that you don't, you know that aren't saved or walked away or, or whatever happened. He called those people by name from the beginning. This would give us a heart for evangelism. He never stood afar off. He's always been near. When I was walking around in life without purpose, plan, or unction for my life, he knew me. I, he was always near. When you were walking and you didn't know who he was, you didn't have the reality, you didn't stand in the fullness of who he was. Even in moments when you doubted or were discouraged or were sleeping, he was always there. He's always been there. He's always been there. He's always been close. And I don't care what we've gone through or what we're going through. The love of the Father is being poured out into our hearts in such a way that it is going to change us from the inside out. That there's no more reason to be, come on, confused or discouraged or, or set in our ways. Come on, God's trying to change us by the love. And there's something radical that will happen. He says, can, I, can anyone hide himself in secret places so I shall not see him? Says the Lord. Do I not fill heaven and the earth? And so my heart tonight is that we come into this place of revelation and understanding. That we come into an encounter. We come into a place that brings us, uh, come on, into fusion 
into fusion with who he is. See, he's seeking. <laughs> First of all, I like what someone says, just to stop thinking and start drinking. If I just begin to drink God's love, if I begin to be drunk with his presence, joy. Come on, you're allowed to have joy above everyone else around you. <laughs> Come on. Greater joy. And it comes out of knowing that he loves you in such a way. And some of us have been walking with some type of oppression on us that God's trying to break and loose because we never truly entered the love of the Father. Someone said it this way. It was Brennan Manning, actually. It said, the reckless, raging fury of Yahweh culminates. Dare we say it in symbiotic fusion and a union so, substan so substantive that the Apostle Paul would write it's no longer I who live but Christ lives in me fusion is this, ready? it's the process of mingling, of taking two or more things and making them form into one single identity and that is what is called union with Christ on this thing this thing can revolutionize our lives the union with the divine one there's a reason why he came and became all of humanity in one person Jesus <laughs> he left all of heaven and became infused with humanity and there's something that gives us, ready, the, um, it's the same thing, love of God and the nearness of God. Because sometimes we think that he's afar off and we don't, I don't feel him. I don't feel the anointing. I don't, I don't sense him. I feel like dull. Then we ask, Lord, let the spirit of revival, Lord, revive union in my life. Revive divine wonder in my life. Revive me in this place that waken, awakens my soul and that I come into this place of divine union that comes intertwined and I am infused with Jesus Christ inside of me. It is the person of the living word who lives inside of you. And we, went, we talked about this a few weeks ago. The person of the living word who lives inside of you, who changes, who moves, who, who disconnects the things that you don't need and gives you the very things that you do need because we've set aside, we died, right? Like Paul said, it's no longer I who live, but Christ liveth in me. This is where Catherine Kuhlman had an encounter. This is where John Lake had an encounter. This is where William Branham came into this unity with Jesus. Come on, name anyone who's 
seen spectacular things in their life and has made history in Jesus. What would happen if that was just a token of what God had for the entire earth? I'm telling you that's what it is. Because everyone, though you might not be called to go minister the gospel, you're called to divine union with Him. And some of you are called into divine union with Him and into the ministry and to do things that are going to shake the earth, but yet you get discouraged. You're not off track. You never lost sight. I speak vision into your life again. I speak unity with the divine one again. That you don't ever move away from the place that he's called you. That you stand in the place that he's called you. That you don't move or set aside. You don't shelf it. But you always believe what God spoke over your life. It's a blending, it's a binding, it's a merging, it's a melding, it's an integrating. Come on, any word, any adjective you want to have to describe, it's your life intertwined into his. He's always near. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. And you were born for a divine life. Why did I say next man up? Because everyone in this room Is called to be next man up. Next person up. Because <laughs> God's looking for missionaries. Hello. You're all called to the mission field. The mission field where we work. The mission field where we have family. You're called into this place of divine union. I love the word of God. Ready? Hebrews chapter 2. And you can just stay in the place you are. Just keep preaching. I love this. People are gone, spent. People are toast in this place. I love this. We should. I wish this would happen every week. Come on. God shows up differently every week. He's never the same. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 14 says this. Since all his children have flesh and blood. Come on, you're going to get this. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. Because I think it describes it in plain terms for us. So Jesus became human to fully identify with us. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He did this so that he could experience death and annihilate the effects of its intimidating accuser who holds against us the power of death. Death has no rule over you. Death has no authority over you. Sickness has no authority over you. You walk in divine health. Because Jesus Christ came and identified himself in the person. It's called propitiate. It's, 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 there's a theological word for it. That it's when he became in that place. That he took your place 
but it was supernatural. So it wasn't just placement theology. He did it. We receive it. No, it's supernatural. Are you hearing me? Because of who he is, he took the DNA of a human and the DNA of God, and he began to step into the fullness of that, right? In Jesus Christ. And when his blood, the blood, the blood, the blood was spilled, it brought us all, come on, something powerful happened in the universe. I can't even, you don't, we don't even have words in scripture that can describe what happened. Supernaturally, when the blood of Jesus hit the earth, something came and changed everyone. Everyone had the option to step into it. It depends on what DNA you want. Do you want to be in Adam's DNA or do you want to be in Jesus Christ's DNA? And we want to live out of that place where life and life more abundantly flows and there's something that God wants us to receive tonight that is the divine mingling of God and man inside of you. Oh yeah. Oh, I promise you that's how he wants you to live. It came to me yesterday. I don't even know how. I just all of a sudden it just came to me. And there's something that he wants you to receive tonight that will absolutely give you spontaneous deliverance from th some things tonight and will instantly heal your body. I promise you. I didn't finish. By embracing death, he set free. Did you hear me? By embracing death, Jesus set free. He set free those who live their entire lives in bondage to being tormented to the dread of death. Death has no power in this room. Death has no power in your life. Only the life of Jesus has power over you. Only the love of God has control over your life. I prophesy to your life, no matter what's happening, the love of God is in control of it. And some of you, that's hard to believe, but I break the thought that try and annihilate that. For it's clear that he didn't do it. He didn't do this for angels, but for sons and daughters of Abraham. For all, ready? All all the sons and daughters. Who in here is the son and daughter of Abraham? Come on. If you didn't raise your hand, raise your hand. Raise it, raise it high, raise it high, raise it high. He gave it to you. He did it for you. And this is why he had to be a man. And this is why he had to be a man. And this is why he had to be a man to take hold of our humanity in every way. He made us like his brothers and his sisters. That means your lineage is the same as his lineage. That means you live out of the same place that he lives. He was born of the Father, so are you. 
he was a he wasn't adopted come on he said this whole thing about adoption yes you've been adopted but I'm telling you he says the same thing over you that he said over Jesus he said this is my beloved son or daughter in whom I'm well pleased and I love with all my heart and I can't pour out my love enough to show that he's my son that she's my daughter and so you don't have to be afraid but take courage in everything you do I break fear in this room right now. <sighs> Intimidation must go in the name of Jesus. Our life in the Father is secure and solid. his brothers and sisters and became our merciful and faithful king priest before God now refresh my thinking I thought it was revelation that said you're now kings and you're priests before our God The one who removed our sins to make us one with him. Who removed our sins to make us one with him. Who removed our sins to make us one with him. Because of the love and the blood of Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter what you did, doesn't matter how things turned out, doesn't matter what you went through, the sins that have been committed against you, the sins that you committed are gone, and you live in Christ. This is truth. And if we live in the truth, nothing, nothing, nothing will separate you from the love of God. Nothing. Not one thing. To make us one with him. To make us one with him. And it echoes from heaven to make us one with him. And through all the corridors of glory, it echoes to make us one. And he prayed that prayer, right? Lord, make us one as you and I are one. And it's not about unity meetings. It's not about getting together on the same page. But God does want that. It'll be powerful when the church begins to depict unity. But we need to know that we are in union with him first. And then when we become in union with him first, all of a sudden the multiplication and the increase and the fusion of what's happening releases amazing power. And I'm telling you, you're right now, all of us are on the place where God's eye is on. 
He suffered and endured every test, every temptation. So that he, everyone say he, so that he can help us every time we pass through ordeals in life. You were born to be an overcomer. Your life was grafted into Jesus Christ so that you could overcome everything. That no sickness, no disease, no situation would ever come in the way. It's a speed bump. This is why the tank, come on. He's made you for war that you can bore right through anything that gets in the way. You just go right through the enemy. We live in this place. We go through the enemy. Come on, say it doesn't look like. It doesn't look like it's going away. It's going away. This too shall pass. The enemy of your soul can't come against the goodness of God in your life. But he breaks the power of sin and death. And this is why Hebrews 1.9 declares, right? You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. Why? Because he had already overcome everything. Come on. The writer of Hebrews declares this because Jesus Christ went right through it and he lived in this place where the life of God was sustained through joy Holy Spirit give us joy more than our companions more than those all around us let the love of God be in us so much Jonathan Edwards had this thought. I know. We sometimes think of him as like, because all we read is sinners in the hands of an angry God. And we get like, like today's modern church shuns that. But it broke revival into a region. Why? Because he knew the love of the Father for humanity. He knew that Jesus, that the Father loved the Son. And the integration and the mingling of the Father and the Son together. Come on, we're talking about the Trinity. Release the true love that was the Holy Spirit over the whole earth. And God's wanting to bring breakthrough. You have, it has no power over you. God's not angry with anyone in this room. He loves every person in this room. People outside this place that don't know God, they, they, they run like, come on, like you and I used to. He loved them from the beginning, from the foundations of the earth. So don't breathe condemnation. Religious garments have to go off the church. 
And we need to find ourselves completely intermingled with him. So that the glory that was promised in John 17 would come. Because we're completely joined to Jesus Christ. Stand to your feet, maybe you help me. I just want to, listen, some of you may be feeling tonight that you've been afar off. Some of you may want to ask the Lord for a fresh revelation of love tonight. I promise you, I think a lot of people received already tonight. But I'm telling you, if God is just, if the Holy Spirit's prompting you, you need prayer tonight, you come and pray. You come and get prayer. Because I believe that if it's, if it's not, you don't want to walk out of here without it. Like God is near to you. And the fullness of who he is is, is being served tonight. I just can't say anymore. The fullness of who he is, the love of the Father is being served tonight to break us out of any mindset so that we know, come on, do you remember that every, that he broke, he became sin so that we be free. And I don't think we understand what really, really happened on that day. I'm starting to get a picture that all of who he was was to take everything that you, that all of humanity would ever do, like the grossest thing, like the Hitlers, of the, the Stalins, all the crazy things that we've heard in the earth, things that are going on in the earth today, that what he did, he did in one moment. And we can't understand that, and I get it. But we're going to try. We're gonna, you can't do it without the Spirit of God. You can't. I can't. I can't. But we, we bring it down to an embryonic thing over our own life. One person, you. Like, God, I'm free. I'm free. You are completely free of your past. Completely free. I'm sorry <laughs> to tell you the good news. <laughs> no, because we... We think that we need a, a, so many things. I need more therapy. I need more counsel. And I know that Jesus can do it in a moment. I believe in that. I'll believe that till I die. That Jesus can do it in one moment. Because of who he is and what he did. I don't need anything else. I just need one thing. Jesus. And I need the fullness of who he is all my life. And he wants to come on your life in such a way that you don't doubt one more time what he's called you to do. That you don't have low self-esteem about something that you were never created to have self-esteem about. But he wants to wreck your life in a new way tonight. <laughs> so that you are shielded 
so that the power of death and the power of sin is broken.